The single greatest cause of atheism in the world today is Christians who acknowledge Jesus with their lips, then walk out the door and deny him by their lifestyle. This is what an unbelieving world simply finds unbelievable. If I am a Christ follower, if I am a follower of Jesus Christ, I am a business owner, I am an employee, my Lord is Jesus, Jesus Christ is my Lord. I work for him. I work for him. Now here's the host of I Work For Him, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome to the I Work For Him radio show. I am your host, Jim Brangenberg. The purpose of the I Work For Him show, in case you missed last week's uh, introductory show, is to encourage and challenge Christian business owners and Christian employees in all areas of their life to allow the transforming power of Jesus Christ to affect our interactions with our spouses, our families, and our employees. We're also here to expose the Christian business owner and the Christian employee to workplace-related ministries in Tampa Bay and beyond, and to give them resources, practical applications, in order to work, take a look at their business place like a mission field. We're also here to connect the Christian business owner and that Christian employee to kingdom-impactful ministries that that need uh, Christ-following people to to influence and to impact and to put to influx those skills that they have right into those ministries. They need those volunteer skills and that's what we need to be able to plug those people into. I'd like to welcome Lori Hill from the Christian Chamber of Commerce, Tampa Bay here today. Welcome Lori. Good evening Jim. Thanks for your invitation. Oh well it's, uh, I'm glad to have you here. It's nice to have somebody else here in the studio with me today. Last week I got a little uh, I know I was a little nervous. I appreciate you being here today Lori. Okay this week uh, we're going to just review a little bit about I Work For Him. Uh, if you want to see and hear the a whole introduction on the vision of I Work For Him, check out that archive. All right, I got a lot of comments last week on the show, Lori. It was it was pretty <laughs> funny. I got I got calls from St. Louis all the way to South Carolina. I got calls from Arizona. I got calls from all over the place, Tampa Bay. All kinds of people trying to give me, you know, people that have never been on the radio, give me lots of uh, uh, critiques. Yes, last week I talked way too fast. And no, it wasn't because I was on caffeine either. No, you don't even like coffee. No, I don't. I do like Mountain Dew, however, and, but it wasn't <laughs> as a result of that. I just was a little worked up. In fact, I have one call, one call in from a, a, a friend of mine said, Jim, I had no idea you could talk that fast for so long. So anyway, we're going to try to do a little bit better this week. But I had one call, uh, a, a, a call from a friend of mine, Kelly. Yes, he says I have way too many friends. And he asked me a question. He said, hey, you know what, Jim, if you're going to incorporate Jesus into your business, does that mean you can't have a profit? And so I wanted to answer that question and also to address my buddy Dan's uh, uh, question about I didn't incorporate scripture early enough onto the show. So this week we're going to talk about scripture right away. If I incorporate Jesus into my workplace, does it mean I can't make a profit? And the answer is no. But let me give you a scripture. In Luke 12, uh, verses 15 through 21, it's this, it, it's this story. Jesus said, then he said, beware, guard against every kind of greed. Life is not measured by how much you own. Then he told them a story. A rich man had a fertile farm that produced fine crops. And he said to himself, what should I do? I don't have room for all my crops. Then he said, I know, I'll tear down my barns and I'll build bigger ones. Then I'll have enough room to store all my wheat and other goods. I'll sit back and say to myself, my friend, you have enough stored away for years to come. Now take it easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool, you'll die this very night. Then who will get everything you've worked for? Yes, a person is a fool to store up earthly wealth, but not have a rich relationship with God. So what was the problem here? This, this business owner was a selfish business owner. God had blessed this business owner in order to increase his status of giving 
but he used it to increase his status of living. And, and Jesus didn't have a problem with this guy being wealthy. He had a problem with it, hoarding it all for himself and being selfish with it. And so, absolutely, I believe that you can incorporate Christ in your business and make a healthy profit as long as you do it in an honest way and as long as you're not doing it, hoarding it all for yourself because that's not what God intended. If this, if making those profits changes how you live, changes who you hang out with, changes how you treat people, then you have an issue. But God is using the profits of Christian business owners all and Christian employees all over the world to, to support kingdom impactful ministries that's what he does it that's what he uses it for and, and it's important that we recognize that it's his money and it's his blessings and it's his skills that he gives us and we can't just use it all for ourselves so i hope kelly that helps you out a little bit Lori, anything you want to add to that yeah i would like to add a scripture that i was personally reminded of just this sunday by my pastor um and it's come back to me and you know how you'll read over a scripture and uh you've read it before but then it has a different meaning for you and this was second corinthians 9 7 and it said uh each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give not reluctantly or under compulsion for god loves a cheerful giver you know it's important for us to seek uh, god's guidance in our financial issues um, and not feel forced to give to kingdom work but to see it as a joy-filled experience and i think that when we have our financial priorities correct then we want to give it's not about what's the next thing we can buy. We want to save it appropriately for emergencies. We want to um, have enough to be able to give. And like you said, it's a, to have a joyful life, you need to be giving. Well, and, and I agree. And it's not only the giving part that I'm talking about as a Christian, as, as a Christian business owner, and as a Christian employee, right. it, it's Jesus transforms our lives. And, and he made a huge impact on my life. And it didn't just impact you know, how I was on Sundays. It impacted how I was on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, all the way through the week. Right. It impacts my interaction with my employees, my family, my children, my friends. And, and, and I don't understand how we can say, okay, hey, Jesus can impact how I am on a Sunday, but now nah, I'm not going to let him affect my business because it should affect everything we do on a daily basis. And that's my point. It just shouldn't, it, there is no problem with us making money being a business as long as our business should be impacted by who Jesus is because everybody who met Jesus in the New Testament, they were never the same. They were never the same. You know, I've got Lori Hill, like I said, in the, in the studio with me today from the Christian Chamber of Commerce, Tampa Bay. And you can find her on the web at c3tb.org. The Christian Chamber uh, is, is near and dear to my heart. I'm super excited about it. And I wanted Lori to be able to share about what the impact is that we're looking for to make on Tampa Bay. So I brought her in today, but I want her to start off just sharing a little bit about herself and her personal testimony and how Jesus impacted her life. So Lori, why don't you just introduce yourself and, and tell us a little bit about how Jesus changed you. Well, I, I would call myself blessed because I was fortunate to grow up in a Christian home. Um, I should say a believer's home. But uh, there was a point where uh, I started going to church on my own. Uh, and it got to be telling you, it was really peer pressure. Isn't that funny? Peer pressure to go to church. But that's where the teenagers were hanging out. And what a blessing that was for me. And so I was fortunate to grow up in that. However, um, I moved from my hometown in Beaverton, Oregon to here in Florida in 1985. And uh, I stepped away from God. You know, those teenage and 20s uh, in your 20s when you want to go out and party and do all those things and you know make those choices that you know are not necessarily good choices uh, but I was fortunate enough to have God call me back to him and uh, it was a great experience 
And I've been moving in a direction ever since trying to seek his will. And I've done a lot of different ministries, which has led me, I think all those experiences, I really believe we're all a sum of our past experiences. And if we can bring that into a line with God's will, then we have a life worth living for. And uh, that's where it kind of led me into starting a Christian business on group of network about five years ago and then the story continues on into the the chamber you know i first met you two and a half years ago at the um christian business connection that met at the pregnancy center in pinellas yes and uh, I, I was astounded at the fact that you had done a very good job incorporating really a devotional time a quiet time a, along with you know a marketing five minute section and and you talk you had people really talk about how jesus was impacting their business and i was really impressed with that what gave you that idea i mean what brought you to that spot five years ago when you opened that up uh, well, five years ago, uh, God had said, you know, there, I would like you to incorporate me into business, but I didn't really see anything, any of that happening around in the area. And uh, so I decided to get with a group of people and talk this over. And it looked like it was being guided that way. Although I'll tell you, it's kind of interesting. Um, I'll need to share with you how that meeting started and what we did with that meeting. Cool. Well, listen, you've been listening to the I Work For Him show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome back to the I Work For Him show. I am your host, Jim Brangenberg. We're talking with Lori Hill with the Christian Chamber of Commerce, Tampa Bay. You can find her on the web at c3tb.org. She just got started on her testimony. We had to go to break. Anyway, so Lori, you were just starting to tell us about your testimony. You hadn't quite got into where, how God got you from the uh, Christian Business Connection to the Christian Chamber of Commerce. Go ahead and finish that part okay. of the story up. Well, real quickly, too, um, it's funny how you're saying you were impressed by the meeting because when we first started, I have to tell you, even though I, I, I knew I was going through with the call that God gave me, I knew that I was making it more about me. I mean, it, it became really evident. I was timing everything by the second and, you know, it, it had to work a certain way. And I had somebody come up and, and gently correct me and say, you're not letting the spirit work. And so from that point forward, I believe that the meeting became something uh, really special and God met us every time. And about five, about last year, um, so that was five years ago, last year, I felt God calling me to start a Christian chamber. And I thought to myself, uh, that's going to take a lot of time, a lot of energy. I'm not sure if I'm ready for it. Uh, but uh, God said it wasn't going to be it was me, it was going to be somebody else. So I decided that uh, I wanted to earn some of those jewels in heaven. <laughs> I remember when you told me about that, I thought, you're nuts. That sounds like a lot of work. And it, and it has been a lot of work over this last year. You have worked so hard to uh, to get this accomplished. You know, it, it's... Uh, it's been an amazing task, but but I will tell you that when when I saw the spirit of God moving amongst people, when we shared prayer requests with all these different business people, we had salespeople from so many different. You know, sometimes we had thirty people at a meeting, and they were sharing from their heart, and we were praying for people. And we had we actually one of our friends die that had been yes. in the group, and just it was just an awesome experience and to be able to see that incorporated well uh, in the name of Jesus was fantastic all right so so why a christian chamber don't we have enough chambers well, as I stated, a good business is founded on either meeting or a need or solving a problem. And that's, you know, we talked about that through the development of our mission and, and vision and business summary. And by having a good mission and vision or solving a problem, you're creating a value proposition. Okay. And with the Christian Chamber, we are meeting a need with Christians in business and a Christian business, business owner or an employee. We're meeting that need and solving a problem by giving them training and resources that are biblically, biblically driven. 
Okay. All right. So, so go go a little bit more detail on the vision and, and just, yeah. What's the vision? I mean, what do you see? Well, God made this very clear to me too. I was getting really frustrated. You said all this work I'd put into it. Well, it wasn't just me. It was a lot of people, and uh, it was getting really frustrating for me because it, the muddy the waters were getting muddied for me. And out on a bike ride one day. I was just begging God, you know, give me the vision. And I very, very, very clearly heard him say that you're going to unify the business communities to glorify me. And so that became our vision to unify the business communities in the Tampa Bay area and beyond wherever he calls us to so that we can use that to glorify him through what he does through us. All right. So in your mission, then, your, your end goal is what? Well, our end goal is to unite and equip business people through that, um, through intentional relationship building. Uh, you know, networking is getting to be that dirty word, but it really is relationship building. And uh, we want to disciple people, you know, how to use biblical principles in their workplace. And so resourcing them with where they need to go. Every business can be different, whether it's small, medium or large. They're going to have different business needs. So we need to sit down one to one and counsel and resource them. And isn't it also true that you want to not only resource them, but as they desire deeper and deeper discipleship or mentoring, whatever you want to call it, we're going to hook them up with those other ministries that that's what they do full time. Exactly. And that's really what the resourcing part is, is that we're almost going to be like a storehouse of resources where we can say, you may not belong to this group, but this group would be a great fit for you for for further in depth, like you're talking about. All right. So your theme verse, I love the theme verse because this is as well the theme verse for I work for him. And I don't think that that's any coincidence. I believe that God worked it out but your theme verse is Colossians 3 23 and 24 and Dan just if you're listening that's the second time we mentioned scripture already and it's not even 5 30 <laughs> all right so here's what the verse says and and I and I love this verse this is in the new international version whatever you do work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord not for human masters since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward it is the Lord Christ you are serving why'd you choose that verse well, first of all, it was a personal thing. My son was really struggling in school, and uh, nothing I said to him would get him to do his work. And my brother called him one day and said, well, that's it. he calls him Chiefy. And he said, Chiefy, look, you know, you're not doing your work for you. And he's like, no, I'm doing it for my parents. And he says, no, you're not even doing it for your parents. And he read this verse to him, and a light bulb went off. We don't do the work for ourselves. It's gratifying. God created work for us. You know, he want, he need, we know we need to work. He knew we would need to work. But working for him puts a whole nother spin on it. You know, he's our Lord our master, our savior. You know, when I, that verse is also a crown ministries verse and I've taught crown ministries off and on since 1999. And when I taught about that verse, I tried to drive the point home. You know, when it says it is the Lord Christ you are serving. I always tell people, I said, okay, just picture in your mind a, a, a scene from star Wars. And when Lord Vader <laughs> walked into a room, you know, and he told somebody to do something, they did it. And if they didn't, he gave them that death stare with that whole hand thing, that uh, <laughs> Jedi Knight thing. And cause if they didn't do it, they were done for. Well, that was a little scary. But. Well, I, well, it's not totally applicable, but part of it's applicable <laughs> because when when Darth Vader, Lord Vader, went and asked somebody to do something, they just did it. But yet we said Jesus is our Lord, and when he tells us to do something, we're like, yeah, no, I'm kind of busy right now. That's going to inconvenience my evening. No, sorry, that part of my life is off limits to you. I mean, we don't do the whole lordship thing very well, yet we should because we've trusted our entire lives to Jesus Christ. He is our Lord, and 
I know I hate using that example because people then get twisted in the whole Lord Vader thing. But when you say, no, it's the Lord Jesus Christ that I serve, it should make an impact on everything. And we shouldn't go, yeah, Lord, not really going to do that today. You're the Lord of my Sunday life, not my Monday life. But you know why people really struggle with that is exactly what you just said. Because they, they see as a Lord master in a bad, in a negative way. And really, <clears throat> it's a servant. And, and didn't God come as the son to not just be Lord, but a servant. I mean, that's what he came as. And so we need to be modeling that. Well, but where do you see in the scriptures anywhere that Jesus lorded it over anybody? Right. And that's the issue that I see with people is that they, they, they think of Jesus as somebody who he isn't. And I always challenge people, you know, don't tell me you know what Jesus is thinking and, and how, it, how he's supposed to apply to my life or my business or my family or my marriage. Read the scriptures. See who Jesus is. Right. And really see, because there's nowhere in there where he lorded it over people. He touched people. Every time he saw somebody in need, he touched them. All right. Now we got a little off track, but that's just one of my, I love that verse. It's just great. Yeah, it's a great verse. All right. So, so tell me, you know, you, you've got meetings all over the place. Where, where are you meeting right now? Well, currently we're meeting in, uh, right, currently in Pinellas County, we're meeting on the third Wednesday of every month at Feather Sound Club, um, the Feather Country, Sound, Club, Country Club, me, Country yep. Club in Clearwater. And uh, next month we're going to be starting our Hillsborough County meeting over at La Terracita on Columbus, um, and that is the third Thursday. So basically that third week you've got an opportunity to go to two, now those are the business building luncheons, but we're also going to be adding um, business hosted meetings at certain businesses all through the county. Counties, Bible studies, skill building classes, and more. All right. So that third Wednesday of the month is at Feather Sound Country Club, and that's uh, arrive there sometime around eleven forty-five. You're yes. done by about one thirty. That's correct. It's from twelve to one thirty. Okay. But come in early. And what about on the th- on that Thursday again? Where's that place? Same thing. La Terracita. La Terracita. Which, by the way, is owned by Pastor Family, which I think is fantastic, and uh, it's on Columbus. It's just a little bit east of International Plaza. Okay. All right. Very good. Well, I've never had the opportunity to go there, but that sounds fantastic. All right. Right after uh, the break, we're going to come back with Lori Hill from the Christian Chamber of Commerce, Tampa Bay. Again, you can find her on the web at c3tb.org. She's going to answer the questions, how is C3TB like other chambers, and how is it different? Uh, You are listening to the I Work For Him show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome back to the I Work For Him show. I love that song from down here. Great. I'm your host, Jim Brangenberg. We're talking with Lori Hill from the Christian Chamber of Commerce, Tampa Bay. Lori, we're right in the middle of uh, of just asking some questions about the chamber and what it's doing. And for those of you that are just tuning in, you're going to have to listen to the archive. We've had some good stuff so far. But what Lori's telling us is that twice a month, uh, they're they're meeting both in Pinellas County and and in uh, Tampa. And that third week, both that third Wednesday of the month, the third Thursday of the month. And uh, you go out to that website, C3T. Org, and you can find out more information. Lori, let, let's ask the, the really tough questions. Okay, you know, how is C3TB, Christian Chamber of Commerce Tampa Bay, how is it like other chambers? Well, I would say that we're like other chambers in the fact that we are a membership organization that is dedicated to improving economic development of a community. And that's basically how the chambers have come together. But we're different and unique in the way that we go about accomplishing the economic development. I mean, you don't have to build a literal bridge in order to be a chamber of commerce. Um, so we're our businesses, the businesses that join any chamber of commerce do so for a variety of reasons. Most will say it's for the community-minded purposes. So we're not going to be a select part of the physical community because we're regional in a way, because we're Tampa, but creating a sense of community through like-mindedness and common purposes. 
Well, and the economic development, that's that's an interesting topic. You can go so many different places with that. And yes. we don't need any more bridges around here. They're all <laughs> backed up with construction anyway. And, and the, the, you know, the last one they built in Clearwater took three tries, so they got it done. And yeah, it just, it, it's rough. But, you know, what's amazing, we have a caller on the line and has a question for you, Lori. Can we bring okay. the caller on, Mike? All right. We have a whole caller. Yes. Yeah. Hey, this is uh, who am I speaking to? Is this Dave? This is David. David. Very. Thanks for calling. You're the first caller to the I Work for Him show. All right. uh, go ahead and ask your question for Lori. Um, Lori, currently I'm a member of a local chamber, and if joining this chamber, the Christian chamber, will it be competitive or will it be enhancement to what I'm currently doing. Hi, David. Thanks for calling in. That's actually a really good question. Um, well, I'm going to refer back to our vision statement, which is to unify the business communities to glorify the Lord. Our goal literally is unification. So, no, this would not be competitive to the chamber that you're currently involved in. And in fact, um, we're going to be referring to our members, uh, our members, excuse me, to join their community uh, chambers because our vision and our value proposition is unique. If you're a follower of Christ, I think you're, this chamber, you should give this chamber a, a, a try because it's going to be a much different experience for you to grow your business. And I believe that the atmosphere is going to draw you in with different opportunities uh, for you to participate in, but to still be involved in your local chambers. I hope that answers your question. Uh, David, I really appreciate you calling in. And that again, you are the inaugural call. I really appreciate it. Now, Lori, let me just go back to that question because it is... It's so important because as I look at the Christian chamber, it is such an enhancement to other chambers. Yes. I, as far as I know, the other chambers aren't uh, you know aren't doing anything to challenge people spiritually. Mm -hmm. uh, although I know that there are some fantastic Christians involved in those yes. chambers, and, and that the Christian chamber is talking about discipleship and mentoring and really plugging people into ministries that will do those things. I don't think that the other Christian that the other chambers are doing that either. So I mean, really, it should be more of a partnership, shouldn't it? Yeah, I, I truly believe that. Again, us unifying together on our strengths and what we can do to really enhance the business owners and meet them where their needs are. And I believe as a faith-based chamber, that's where we're going to be able to meet their needs and be able to build that up and make them successful in their businesses through the like-mindedness that we have. You know, I've been a member of the Central Pinellas Chamber of Commerce for almost three years, and I love that chamber. It's full of fantastic people. You know, not everybody's a Christian in there, but there's a lot of fantastic business people. And, yes. and the kind of activities that they're offering we're not going to offer in the, in the Christian correct. chamber uh, and, and vice versa. So I, I think it's fantastic. I hope that we have that you have that opportunity and me as well involved in the Christian chamber have an opportunity to build that synergy between the, the chambers. Yes. Yeah, it would be really I cool. Agree. So why was C3TB, the Christian Chamber of Commerce, Tampa Bay, why was it necessary? Well, I think exactly what we've just been talking about. Uh, God's calling us. I really believe he's rising a lot of people up in the Tampa Bay. I see all these different organizations just like suddenly rising up. And maybe I just haven't paid attention before. But it just really feels like uh, there's a revival of bringing biblical principles back into the workplace. Uh, well, I don't want to get into politics or anything, but you're talking about even the government, you know, removing, you know, what our forefathers did and, you know, bringing this stuff back, you know, bringing it back so that God's plans are being followed. His will is being followed for a greater purpose. Well, I think what's key to the whole political part of what you just said is it's not really political. You know, our forefathers founded this country 
based on a belief in Jesus Christ. That's correct. And we have ignored that for so many yes. years. And, and and I'm okay with the government not promoting that because they'll screw it up. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm okay with Jesus transforming our society right. based on the transformation of our individual hearts. So it's it's okay. Correct. I don't want the government being the promoter of religion because yeah. that was the whole idea behind Jefferson's letter. He didn't want the government promoting religion. Which was the point of separation of church and state well, was that, the protection of the faith-based community, not the protection of the government. Right. And that and that's what I was saying. That letter that Jefferson wrote that talked about yeah. the, the, you know, so many people think that's in our constitution. It's not. It was a letter <laughs> that Jefferson letter. wrote. Let's just make that clear. All right. Let's, <laughs> let's turn a little bit. Unless you have, do you have anything else you want to tell us about the chamber? Because if not, I was going to, I was going to ask you a tough question. Okay. Well, I don't know. I'm a little scared, but go ahead. All right. All right. So what, when you look at Christian business owners and Christian employees, because we're dealing with both, because not everybody owns a business. Um, and, and again, just let me reiterate what I said last week. You know, in Pinellas County alone, there's about 950,000 people. And on a, any given Sunday, if every church was full from for, to capacity, every seat was every seat, every pew was full, there'd still be 700,000 people that aren't in church. Right. Yet on Monday morning, they almost all go to work. Yeah. So the largest mission field in the world is the workplace. Yes. So what are the most common issues, the common concerns facing that Christian business owner and the Christian employee when it comes to looking at that, that workplace as a mission field? Well, I think what ends up happening is I personally see Christians compromising um, all areas of their beliefs in business, whether it's through desperation, financial issues, fatigue, lack of clear direction, no core values. We spoke about that last week in our meeting. And I, I really believe that C3TB is trying to attack and solve these problems through intentional biblical guidance. And I think that well, through our classes, we're going to be doing a class called I Am in Business. And this class is going to give 12 steps to implementing God into your workplace. And we're going to be backing that up with personal one-to-ones, like I said, and addressing specific needs for those businesses and um, biblical Bible studies. But I really believe that once we start straying away, like you said, then we're we're headed in the complete opposite direction. I mean, the thing is, it's black or white, right or wrong. And so if you're not going the right way, you're not going God's way, then where are you going? Yeah, Jesus said, if you're not for me, you're against, you're against me. me. Pretty clear. You don't get that middle line. They t- he said, there get is off no the fence. gray. That's right. All right. So it, what should be, when you look at Christian business owners, Christian employees, what do you see as some of the differences that we should see? What should be some of those distinguishing factors okay. between a Christian business owner and a non-Christian business owner? Well, unfortunately, you and I have talked about this, Jim, but some of the worst people I've done business with were Christ- people that proclaimed they were Christians. Yeah, I, I got to tell you, I, you know, in my segment at the end of the show last week, I put out there, hey, if you know of a Christian business owner that's really making an impact on the workplace and you and you want me to meet them, you want me to talk to them, and this offer is still open to Today. Yes. I want to hear who those people are. Me too. Unfortunately, the I got two phone calls from people that said, you know what? I work for a guy who calls himself a Christian. Mm. And one of the calls said, yeah, and he's stealing from me. Oh, goodness. He's stealing from me. And the other one says, yeah, he's a screaming, yelling hothead. And he's and he's swearing at me in the office. Mm. That's the kind of stuff that this show is all about, because I want to encourage those Christian business owners to put their faith to work. And if you've got issues, you need to get those issues worked out. But it, please do us a favor. Don't call yourself a Christian and then act that way. Right. Let let your let Jesus transform your life before you start acting that way and telling people about Jesus because Frankly, I think you're you're giving him a bad name. Sorry, that's, exa- that's my little soapbox. That's uh, okay. That's okay. I'll I'll help you down. Um, <laughs> no, but it's true. It's true. You know, the thing is, I think that uh, Christian 
or followers of Christ in business should look and act differently. Let's just say the way it should be. You know, they should be humble. They should show the light of Christ. They should be servants. They should produce um, work with integrity, with honesty, um, godly values and servanthood. I mean, this is what they should look like. Uh, you know, it's almost like that little diagram, you know, on each piece of, uh, of uh, person, what they should be equipped with. You know, we should be equipped with those things in order to serve God properly in our businesses. It's one of those ones. I, I got to tell you, as a Christian business owner myself and also a Christian employee, I have made all kinds of mistakes. I've done this screaming, yelling thing, and I've had to apologize to people. But that's probably part of the greater witness is that at least I knew I screwed up, right. so I could just apologize. But you know, how can we, as we're closing up this segment, how mm-hmm. can we help the Christian Chamber of Commerce Tampa Bay? Well, we are moving forward. It's all branding right now. So please, please get out there and tell other people about it. Come to the meetings. Give us a call. Send a, Sign up for our newsletter on our website at c3tb.org. Uh, we want everybody to be a part of this. We're hoping to have some big events in the area and make an impact in the Tampa Bay area for Christ. Awesome. I became a member, and I believe, Lori, you're going to give me an opportunity every once in a while to teach that I am class. I am going to. <laughs> I'm excited about that. All right. You've been listening to the I Work For Him show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome back to the final segment of the I Work For Him show. I am your host, Jim Brangenberg. We have Lori Hill with the Christian Chamber of Commerce sitting in studio with us today. Hey, say hi, Lori. Hello there. Hey, Lori, don't you have somebody you need to say hi to? That... Oh. Go ahead. Yes, my little 12-year-old daughter is at home listening to me. So hi, Amber. I love you. Amber, you probably are the youngest person in the country listening to the show today. Thanks for listening. <laughs> appreciate it. Hey, in the practical application section of the I Work For Him show, I want to bring to you a couple of books that I recommend that you, that you check out. Uh, these books are brought to you by Martha Brangenberg at Karis Christian Books and Gifts, located inside First Baptist Church of Indian Rocks. Karis Christian Books and Gifts is open seven days a week. It's open to the public, and it's a fantastic bookstore. Yes, I'm biased, but really I'm not. Yes, Martha's my wife. She's an incredible woman, and thanks for holding dinner again for me, honey. You need to check out Karis Christian Bookstore on the web at shopkaris.com or look for the link on the I Work For Him web page on WTIS1110.com or on the I Work For Him website. Be the number 200 person to like the show on the I Work For Him Facebook page and receive a copy of one of these books for free. Your choice. Complimentary of Karis Christian Books and Gifts and the I Work For Him show. All right. The first book we're going to highlight is the Change Agent book written by Oz Hillman. Here's a few quotes from the book. Born again Christians fail to display much attitudinal or behavioral evidence of transformed lives. Most of the lifestyle activities of born again Christians are statistically equivalent to those of non born again people. Another quote, the further we move away from a biblical worldview, the less influence we will have in this world. Third quote, I love this one. I actually talked about this in my class yesterday. During the Roman Empire, after Constantine proclaimed Rome the Holy Roman Empire, it was because he described this to people. I quote, Christians transformed culture by the way they lived. And that's what the I Work For Him show is all about. We want to transform Tampa Bay by the way we as Jesus Christ followers live. And finally, it doesn't matter if the majority of culture is made up of Christians. It only matters who has the greatest influence over the cultural mountains. Mm. This book is all about affecting the seven cultural mountains in our country. Business, government, media, arts, entertainment, education, the family, and the church. I totally recommend you read this book by Oz Hillman. He is a guy that has played a huge role in my life as I've learned about workplace ministry over the last five years. 
Check out his website at uh, TGIF. And uh, again, look up Oz Hillman and the book Change Agent. And here's another book that we want to highlight, and it's called The E-Myth. Now, this is not a Christian book, but my wife stocks it in the bookstore because it has such a huge impact on small entrepreneurial businesses, businesses under 10 or 50, yeah, really probably under $50 million. The E-Myth by Michael Gerber. I use this book all the time when I'm mentoring Christian business people because most often small business owners have never taken the time to figure out why they started their business. They knew they were really good at something, and then they started a business, but they've never worked from that role of being the main technician to moving to be the organizational leader of the business. Why small businesses don't work and what to do about it. That's what the E-Myth book is all about, and it's based on the fact that most people start businesses, but they have no idea what to do with it, and it turns into their worst living nightmare. And that's not what we want with our businesses. We want to go to work every day and have it be so much fun that it's not like going to work at all. My father-in-law has always taught me that. You'll never go to work a day in your life if you love what you do. All right, the second section is all about jobs. I said last week, hey, if you know some people who have jobs available, uh, tell me about them, and I'll put them out here on the on the radio show. And you can check, if you email me at jim at wt, excuse me, jim at, yeah, wtis1110.com, uh, and I will tell you all about those uh, those jobs. So here's the jobs. There's one local company looking for a business-to-business sales profession who has a creative side and wants to help local businesses get the message of their business out to a very large audience. Another business, my business, Platinum Information Services. That's who I work for on a day-to-day basis. We manage computers for small businesses. I'm looking for a qualified, experienced, managed IT salesperson, somebody who's doing it day-to-day, selling computer sales and service uh, to businesses on a day-to-day basis. I'm looking for that person. So contact me. Again, Jim at iWorkForHim.com or Jim at WTIS1110.com. Finally, Senior Helpers, one of my advertisers, is hiring certified nurse aides and home health aides. And again, you can apply at the Senior Helpers Tampa Bay website. Talking about future shows. Lori, I I don't know. I'm doing future shows. One of the things I'm looking for is Christian business owners that have really learned to incorporate Christ into their business. And I'm trying to get a, a whole pipeline of these people in so I can bring them in and have them share their testimonies, what Jesus has done for them and what Jesus has done for their workplace. So is that a good idea? What do no, you think? No, I think that's excellent. Uh, that's what we're trying to do even for our speakers uh, at the Christian Chamber of Commerce uh, business luncheons. You know, you want to have that example. You want to see the success that people have had uh, by implementing Christ in the workplace because, as we stated in the very beginning of the show, it is profitable. You will profit in so many ways, financially, personally, professionally. You're going to uh, instill a joy in your life, which is a full contentment over what you have and where you are in your life. And I think it's important to have people do a testimony for that. And so I I encourage them to contact you so that they can uh, showcase that on your show. It's a huge thing. I'm really looking for it because really the ultimate goal as a Christian is for us to lead others to Christ through our example. Yes. And as business owners, we have a lot of influence. And as Christian employees, we have a lot of influence. Who are we? So if you know somebody, contact me at jim at WTIS1110.com. Also, if you know of a marketplace ministry, a ministry that's focused on working with Christians in business right here in Tampa Bay, and their focus is on challenging that Christian business owner or employee, again, let me know. Jim at WTIS1110.com. If you know of a local ministry that needs the help and assistance of Christian business owners, let me know. Uh, These are businesses, these are ministries and business owners. I want to do that networking and get them connected up. That's super important to me. 
Yeah, you know who does that well is Metropolitan Ministries. They uh, they connect businesses into their ministry uh, to help out what they're doing, the people that they're aiding there. And I think if we could do more of that, like what you're talking about, plugging in businesses into where the, what they're passionate about into those ministries, that would be a win-win for the community and for the business. I think it's what's so unbelievable that I have learned, and I mentioned this last week, is that ministry people, people that are missionaries and pastors are so good at evangelism and teaching and discipleship, but yet they don't typically have the skills to deal with you know, finances, administration, uh, management. That, that's not their gifting, but that's the Christian business owner's gifting. Correct. So why not connect up these two? Thanks for listening today. You know, I am a Christ follower. I own my own business. I'm an employee, and I work for him. 